back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here, joined by Sean Dutra. Joel Pavone is here. What up? Hey, Celtics everybody. training camp. We got a special guest from MassLive.com. Tom Westerholm is joining us. We're going to get right into it. All right, we've got a lot to get into in this episode, so we're going to waste no time and bring him right in onto Causeway Street, making his debut on the Causeway Street Podcast. Tom Westerholm, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? Hey, Tom. How's it going, Tom? How's uh, good. how's training camping going, man? Are you as are you as excited as uh, this team is? You know, like all the rookies and everything, all this this love fest going on. They seem chipper. Yeah, they're very yeah, man. Uh, very over the top. <laughs> they are. Yeah, man. It's I mean, it's fun. It's like you know, it's 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 a fresh start for everybody, which is kind of the phrase that everybody's been using anyway. It's it's uh, it's just kind of a I don't know. It, it's a, it is a little refreshing just to this team doesn't really have a ton of expectations. Like you know, they're expected to be like decent, but not you know, incredible, and it's it's a little bit different than last year, and I, I don't know if it's going to be a fun season, but I think it's definitely going to be interesting at the start, which it's uh, it'll be an improvement over last year, hopefully. How much of the uh, the joy and laughter is because Kyrie's not there? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not it's not not it. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, and it's, it's funny, too, because you feel kind of bad saying that, because the dude was always pretty chipper. At the start of the year, you know, he was always like pretty, you know, like positive. relatively positive. polite and yeah. positive and everything else. And Until then, yeah, I mean, it would, it was, he would just have days where it was, it was tough to, uh, to deal with him. But yeah, I mean, you know, now that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even mean to say it like that, but yeah, I mean, now that he's gone and it's just, everybody's just a little bit easier to work with. I think yeah. he had such a, you know, such a sway over the franchise that I think, uh, you know, now that he's gone and now that sort of the questions of, is our star free agent, you know, point guard going to leave? Now that that's gone, it, it's a little bit easier that way. Well, what do you what do you think about what he said uh, during Nets media day about taking you know some responsibility as failing as a leader and other things that were involved with uh, last season's roster? Yeah, I mean, I think you know you have to you have to kind of feel for the guy. I mean, you know, I think most people can understand what it's like to to lose a loved one and can understand why that would uh, you know affect your mood and affect you know, how you prepare for a game and, and how you come into a, a locker room just mentally. I mean, I think that can be really tough to deal with. And, you know, I thought it was it was good. He took some responsibility. And I thought that, uh, you know, <laughs> he still he still managed to throw a couple parting shots. So he was still yeah. kind of Kyrie-ish. But I think generally you had to kind of, you know, understand where he was coming from at the very least. Yeah, I like the article you put together there, and I love the title. Uh, Kyrie Irving leaves complicated Boston Celtics legacy deserves both blame and understanding. I'm gonna, like, I might let you have the floor there with that, and not to get too into all the quotes and everything, because I think he must have said like at least like 800 words on the Celtics. I think it was uh, so someone counted how many words he said, but it was like a four minute response, and it was like close to a thousand words. But like just in a nutshell, what, what did you mean by that with that headline? Yeah, I mean, I just thought that you know, anytime that you have a guy who has like kind of a complicated legacy like he did, it's all—it's never going to be as simple as just like he was at fault or he wasn't at fault. You know, I think you had to kind of look around the roster and you had to say like there were young guys on the team who you know could have stepped up in different ways, who could have like accepted roles in different ways. You can look at you know Gordon Hayward just struggled all year, and that's not his fault, but you know that certainly played into the Celtics' lack of success, and you know it, it does kind of run the gamut, but. As Kyrie said, you know, he was expected to be the leader. He came onto the team saying, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a leader. And then he just really wasn't. So, I mean, I think it kind of goes both ways. And I think that's to be expected in, in kind of a complicated situation like this. It's, it's just never going to be easy. It's never going to be simple to explain. And, you know, as, as fans, as media people, we would like it to be simple. We would like to tie everything up in a nice bow and say, here's exactly what happened. But that just really isn't the case. It's not something you can really do. 
All right, so let let's uh, let's turn the old page key here. Let's go. Let's look at this, let's look at this season. Uh, fresh start. Yeah, yeah. Fresh start. <laughs> fresh start. Hashtag fresh start. Uh, it sounds like a subway ad. Um, uh, so eat fresh. <laughs> um, who's going to be the leader this year? Who now we know Kyrie failed last year. Is it Hayward? Is can Kemba come in and be the leader? Who who's going to be the the leader now that Horford and you know Kyrie's gone? Who who, who steps into that role? I think it's pretty unquestionably Kemba. I mean, he's he's been a leader since he was in, you know, at UConn. It's it's just kind of always been who he is. And, you know, I mean, in, in Charlotte, he didn't have a whole lot of help. So, you know, he was definitely a leader, the leader on that team and not a ton of success. But, I mean, we've seen him be a very successful leader in the past. And I would expect him to continue to be this year. And I just think, you know, he is... I don't know that he's going to be the team's best player. I mean, I think the Celtics will be at their best if Tatum is their best player, and I think that's kind of what they're hoping Boom. for. Um, but I'm with you. I do think that Kemba is, you know, the eight-year vet. You know, he's the guy who's been around. He's been through the trenches. He's the guy who came to Boston because he wanted to win. So I do think that there is going to be a sense of they need him to to, to kind of show everybody not only how to win, but also like you know, how important it is to do X, Y, and Z to be successful in the NBA. You know, how do you be a real professional player? And, you know, I mean, Kemba's the type of guy who I think can can kind of shoulder that responsibility in, in ways that, you know, maybe Kyrie didn't. And, you know, that's not even necessarily a knock against Kyrie. I just think that's more in Kemba's nature um, to, to be that kind of guy. So I think I think it'll definitely be him. I mean, Hayward, you know, he is kind of a, he's definitely, you know, a veteran presence on the team. But, I do kind of think, you know, <laughs> Hayward's got his own stuff to kind of figure out. You know, he, he's, <laughs> and I, I, you know, again, like not even in a, in a negative way. He just, you know, he's going to have a season now where he's fully healthy. Like there is no, there's no excuses. There's nothing like that. You know, he's, he's going to have to perform this year. And, you know, that's, you know, a pretty hefty responsibility. So I, I think it'll be, I think it'll definitely be Kemba. And, and I think uh, he's cut out for that role, quite honestly. All right. Uh, this NBA offseason, the major talking point pretty much is the duos all over the league. You just talked about Kemba being probably the, the, the leader of, of this Celtics roster. But does the Celtics roster have a go-to duo or is it going to change throughout the season? How do you see that play out? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll change somewhat throughout the season. Um, I, I think especially... You know, I think the, the Celtics season is really going to pivot on Jason Tatum. I think if he is the star that we've seen that he can be, um, then I think the Celtics, the Celtics are going to be really, really hard to stop. Like they're going to have just an elite offense that there's just no real easy way to, to, to slow it down. And, you know, he's, he's so skilled and he's so tall and he's just like a, he's a real tough matchup. And I think that especially with all the other weapons around him, he could have a really big year. And if he doesn't, you know, I think that, that could, uh, that, that could really, you know, spell a lot of problems for the Celtics because they are trying to do this like multiple timeline thing. So anyway. I think I think Tatum is probably the the other guy that they're hoping is going to be a part of that duo along with uh, along with Kemba. I think they're really trying to pin a lot of hopes on sort of the present and the future in that way, where they they have Kemba to try to win right now, and then they also have Tatum so that they can win for the foreseeable future. Um, and they, they're hoping those two guys will sort of carry things along. So you know we'll see if that works. But I would say that yeah, like in terms of duos, I think I think Kemba and, and Tatum are probably the guys that they're going to go to. And you know if Hayward's good this year, then all the better. And if if Jalen is you know takes a big step forward, then all the better. And you know they'll go from there. But those two I think will be sort of the focal point of everything. Yeah, that's that's leading to my next question. Where does Jalen Brown fall in all this? Like, what is his role in this team? You know, obviously we had the uh, the contract extension, which is a uh, less than three weeks away. I mean, um, if you ask me, if you ask most people, they probably we're not probably 
going to see him resign before the start of the season. But if not, what does that mean for Jalen Brown's future in Boston? Is, is that still uh, a possibility that he'll sign long term at the end of the season? Like, where do you see him carving out the, the unique role that the Celtics are going to need from, from Jalen? Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly possible that he'll resign and that he'll, you know, be here for a while. I think that's absolutely in the cards. I, you know, it's, it's tough to tell right now. I mean, it, it really depends on how he plays. If he's, you know, if he's really, really good and you see like, you know, hey, maybe this guy's got a couple of, uh, you know, future all-star appearances in him. Um, I think at that point, the Celtics probably, you know, try to really make the rotation work, try to really, you know, even though they're really loaded with young wings, um, I think, you know, they'll, they'll try to make it happen because, you know, he's really talented and they obviously like him. And, and I, I do agree with you that there's very little chance they reach an extension um, agreements over the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks just because it doesn't really make sense for anybody. But, you know, I do, I think we're going to hear rumblings of, you know, like is, you know, XYZ, is Jalen going to be traded for this? Is Jalen going to be traded for that? Just because, one, we always hear those rumors when it comes to the Celtics. And two, you know, there's, there is sort of a sense like this team could consolidate, um, you know, its talent if they traded Jalen for a young big or, you know, somebody who rounded out their rotation a little bit better. Um, you know, there's Jalen, there's the Memphis pick, there's, there's all these things that they could do, um, if they wanted to try to piece something together, right? So, you know, whether something happens or not, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear, you know, rumblings from somewhere, you know, as the trade deadline approaches, you know, are the Celtics going to make a deal? Are they going to try to do this or that? Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough to say with him. I mean, he's, he's such a talented, you know, he's such a talent. He's obviously so athletic and, and there's still so much more that he could grow into, but, mm. um, it is, it is a crowded rotation for the Celtics right now. Well, you just brought up the, uh, Celtics front court. Cantor as, as he's known, but everyone else in the front court is a lot kind of question of a, marks. Yeah. A lot of question marks, relatively unknown players up front. How do you see this playing out in terms of no Al Horford, no Marcus Morris, no Aaron Baines defense. How do you see this playing out? Yeah, I think um, I think Anna Scanner will definitely start um, at the beginning of the year. He's uh, you know he's he's kind of the most veteran guy. They they trotted him out there with Kemba as one of their like big free agent signings earlier this summer, which I thought was uh, you know kind of telling that they that Danny Ainge went out and said like, hey, you know Kemba and, and Ennis Cantor were our options A and B or, or whatever he said, which. Um, you know, it was pretty clearly not true given the, the whole Anthony Davis thing. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think he'll start. I, I'm still of the opinion that I think Robert Williams will get more minutes this year than people are thinking. And, uh, you know, he might end up starting some games. Um, just defensively, Ennis Cantor is going to have a tough time. And, you know, I don't know that, I don't know for sure that Rob will fare any better. You know, he's only a, he's a second year player, but I mean, he's basically a rookie when you look at how few minutes he actually played last year. Um, so it would be a lot to ask a, a young big man like that to step into a huge role. But I just think defensively, he's going to presumably be able to bring so much more than Cantor can bring. And he's shown flashes as a really nice passer, um, you know, summer league and, and in his, his limited minutes last year. I mean, he can, he, he can pass the ball a lot better than people would think. And I just think with, you know, all the, uh, the switching that he could potentially bring and all the rim protection that he could potentially bring. To me, he makes a lot of sense as somebody who could get major minutes. And then when you start going down the rest of the rotation, it, it's, it's such a crapshoot. I mean, I have no idea how good Vincent Poire is going to be in the NBA. Um, he's shooting threes in practice, which, sure. Um, but, you know, and I, obviously Taco, I don't think he's going to play much either. So, Yes, finally. So we'll oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so, wait, you're saying he's going to make the roster, though. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> making the roster. I mean, he better make... 
he better make the roster after they trotted him out to every single charity. Oh my event god! <laughs> like, you heard it here first. Felt, <laughs> he's making the roster. He didn't. I but, say put him in Maine, sell those, you know, sell the, sell that place out every single home game, you know, and then and then ease his way into to the Celtics. But we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, Jerry's I still probably, out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably pretty close to what's going to happen. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, he's Tom Wetzerholm of MassLive.com. You can check out his stuff at MassLive.com/slash/Celtics, and you also find him on Twitter at Tom underscore NBA. That's at Tom underscore NBA. Tom, this was great, man. Appreciate it. We'll do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Later. Thanks a lot, Tom. Well, breaking news. Taco Fall will make this roster. <laughs> there it is. Shit, for all you green teamers out there worried that he wasn't going to make it, there it is. It's official. Oh, he's making it. Tom <laughs> just said it. <laughs> yeah, oh, he better make it. Yeah. You know what? I, I just, it's just too many question marks right now in that front court, you know? Yeah. You talk about going small, positionless basketball, but I'm, I'm with Tom. I mean, Robert Williams, just for defensive reasons. Yeah. yeah. You got to give him a shot out there, especially yeah, in, of the, course. in the first couple of weeks of the season. You know, I don't think this is a case of oh, Robert Williams going to go straight to Maine this time around. No. no, no, I think he stays up here. You know, he stays up here with these with these young guys. Uh, you know, uh, Portier and and Grant Williams. I mean, we just have to see what they become those first couple of weeks of the season before we can actually see how the rotation worked itself out. Yeah, I mean, outside of Portier and and um, Portier is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we've settled on that. Yeah, we settled that a few weeks ago. <laughs> All right, outside. <laughs> Outside of Frenchy, <laughs> but yeah, Wait, is, that and, a, oh, is, that, is that a slur? Hold on, man. No, nah, man, Frenchy. <laughs> What's wrong with Frenchy? Frenchman? Let's call him Frenchy, man. That he's got some connotations. All right, all right. Outside of Portier and uh, the Poirier and uh, and Cantor. I mean, he's he's what six eleven. Cantor. Yeah. All right. And 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 Robert Williams is he what same same yeah, same height? Okay, seven feet. I give him seven. Feet. All right. Outside of those guys. Grant Williams, I guess, I guess we'll find out soon with the new NBA rule. I know, that's right. Go ahead. Grant Williams, uh, that's a nice, nice little tease for in case you missed it. Grant Williams undersized. Daniel Tice undersized. That's about it. That's that's the extent of your depth up front. How important is the front court, though? <laughs> oh, like, oh, now now, now you now you question how, how, how important was Al Horford the last three years? Al Horford's a great player. These guys aren't great players. Okay. You're, if you're looking for size, you're looking for, like... Well, Al Horford gave you size. He gave you versatility. Playmaking, hey, playmaking. I'm like, not hating on what Al Horford brought. Like, like, like. Do I'm just each, saying. Do I'm each just one saying of those on guys, this team, on, on this team, on this team, do each one of those guys that I just mentioned have even one of those things that we're talking about? So I think you're. If you're, I mean, this team is lacked a rim that, protector. That lost with Al Horford. Yeah. This team is lacked a rim protector. You could say Al was a rim protector, but it wasn't like a. The last couple of years, he was more rim protector than he ever been in his career. Sure, because, sure. Because this team needed it, right? But I think Robert Williams can be that guy if he becomes more disciplined. Which I think probably he's that Brad Stevens has been going over defensive rotations all summer with him. That's yeah, true. And they've been they've been gushing over his work. I think. Yeah, Especially man. Brad all right. Stevens. Like no, that could I, I be the savior. And Poirier, 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 Pooty Pooty Pooty, Pooty Pooty Pooty. I mean, I, I think those are the two. Those are your two biggest guys on upsides. I think you know what Cantor is going to be. Cantor will be a little bit of a. I think he'll turn into a, a sixth or seventh man type role on this team, like he sort of has been with. Every other team that he's been on, like a solid guy coming off the bench. Um, I mean, I'm not denying like Robert Williams' work ethic at all or his desire to improve as a basketball player, especially on. Are you trying to compare him to Al? I'm not trying to compare him to Al. All I'm saying is he's still pretty young. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about eight rookies here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Think about it. And, if, you add, if you add Portier and, and my whole concern with him and everyone defensively, because he, you know, he, he is known as a shot blocker. 
But his one-on-one defense, I'm just worried about the timing. Yeah, see, that's no the pun thing. intended, he, but he, you know, time lord, I get it. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, but no, I, that's my that's my thing with him on the defensive end. He's just, he's a little late on switches. So eager to block he's the eager shot. Eager to block. He'll he'll jump for any yeah, pump pick he sees. But we we gotta wait and see what happens. They've been working on that all all summer. That's the only thing that I think Brad Stevens has been working on with this dude. Is just here. Play this whole practice and don't try to block a shot once. Hey, Just get, yeah. get it. Stay on the ground. Hey, Joel, how happy was Sean when he heard Tom Westerholm say that? Uh, uh, Tato's the best player on the Tato's Celtics? going to be the best player Hell on the Celtics. Hell yeah. I he that. He told said, you. He said that the Celtics will succeed more this season if he's the best player. If. That's a big if. Well, he was the best player on Sean Team USA. Lost, he, so he was, was not so the best player on Team USA. Stop saying that. Um, yeah, man. Like, look at that. Are you really worried about the front court, though? Are we that worried about the front court? Yeah. When you well, lose somebody like Al Horford. So, yeah, I mean, other than the Sixers. Steven, other than the Sixers. Steven said it this week. He's like, uh, you know, we got to have to change up our whole front court schemes yeah. because you lose a lot after the last three years of Al Horford. Right. Where, but other than the Sixers, who are you worried about in the East? Front court wise, not and don't say Marcus All. Uh, don't say Bucks. Brooke Lopez. Those like we're talking centers right now. Okay, the Bucks. Okay, you're worried about Brooke Lopez to- no, dominating no, 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 the game. No, no. I'm, worried, I'm worried about the MVP of the fucking league. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> okay. about the, we're talking about so Giannis's team, team defense as a cohesive unit. We're not so talking about you have, one defensive. You have presence. guys on this team, <clears throat> Marcus Smart, that you can throw at Giannis. You can throw a bunch of different players at Giannis now. If he gets by him, you may not. You, if Robert Williams can't be a rim protector, then you're you're you know you'll be struggling. But uh, how, you're how, also that, the point I'm trying to make. That's is, a big. Okay. The point yeah. I'm trying to make is that's, that's, that's the, the whole freaking league. There's no who give me give me rim protectors on a, on a championship squad right now. I don't think it's about pure rim protector. I don't think that's what Joel's talking. This about. This you are saying no, if Giannis beat you to the, about, the rim. Just talking about defense as a whole in the yeah. front court. Okay, okay. team's gonna give you'll, a lot you'll be of fine. Points. You don't need size of defense. I, I mean, to without, defend in the league so who, anymore. Without, 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 anchor? without seeing them, you don't need one. Without the eye test, that's not how Brad Stevens works. And you're Marcus Smart is a defensive anchor on this team. Without the eye test, he doesn't. He's not even going to start. I could see this team giving up a lot of points. That that's that's my concern. Okay. Okay, and I think I will. I I that is yet to be seen because I think what this team is going to be is a very, very good perimeter defensive team. Okay, fine. and the if only every team just wants to just shoot threes against Celtic. Have fine. you watched the Great. NBA in the past yeah. five years? That's yeah, okay. all the teams. So do. then, what happens? What they're happens? adapting? Okay, to, okay. I would agree with you. Right, if well, Andre the Cooper was in the West, you're going to play Andre the Cooper in the in the playoffs. Right, well, how did that work last well, year? Well, Sean, how's how's three point shooting looking for the Celtics? That's another concern. So if you can defend a three. Are we talking about defense or are we talking about... Those are my two concerns. Defense is my biggest concern with the Celtics. Okay. The second one is is three-point shooting. So I'll give you that. I'm going to say the Celtics are going to be fine on the defensive end. Because you don't have that spacing Stevens, the way it used to be without Al Horford. Brad Stevens is going to develop schemes to throw off other teams. Like, we're going to be fine. You have enough athletes. You have enough guys that can play defense. Now, if you're, if you're talking about... It's no more pick and pop. It's going to be like pick and... You know, try to get open, trap a deal type of offense for Brad Stevens. Well, I'm talking about defense. Okay. So I'm just saying, don't worry about the defense. I think the defense is going to be fine. Offensively, yeah, maybe we don't shoot as many uh, three-pointers as we used to. Speaking of pick and roll, man, how's Cantor going to guard the, the pick and roll? He doesn't have a good track record. In that, yeah, well, in that I don't department. think – that's why I literally – I don't think that you're going to see a ton of Cantor. I think, you know, they they didn't sign up to a huge deal where they have to play in minutes. They don't owe him minutes. You know what I mean? But you're running thin, downloaded. So may- maybe, maybe you play, maybe you play Cantor and Robert Williams more often. Maybe you see that pair on the court a lot. All right, well, let me let me ask you this then, because since we're talking about Cantor right now, what did you make of what Cantor had to say about his his old teammate from Utah, Gordon Hayward? 
he went on record to say, this is before me today, that he needs to be eyeing the NBA All-Star game. And then uh, at training camp, he talked about how he's going to shock the world. Gordon Hayward. Well, Cantor's been buying that. He's been binging up Gordon Hayward all summer. Yeah, didn't he say something that we talked about last episode, too? Yeah, yeah the yeah. All-Star The All-Star yeah. thing. Yeah, the All-Star game thing. And then he... And then he Kind of piggybacked Double on that this year, this this week on saying he, he, that he's going to shock the world, Gordon Hayward. Great, I'd love to see it. All right, I so I so, so, so does Gordon Hayward play play a little more like four? No, no, no. All right. so I'm just that. I'm just saying no, they're gonna they're they're uh, that would be shocking the world. They're gonna play three wings. They're gonna play three wings a lot. I think if you're going up against the Bucks though, that's when you're gonna play. Williams and Cantor probably together to have some more size. But I mean, we talk about Hayward. I think we we, we beat this to a dead horse last episode. Well, I, I think he'll be. I don't a, think that's how that saying goes. We beat this to <laughs> a dead pulp. We beat what is it? We're beating, we're beating a dead horse. We're beating a dead horse. We beat this to a dead horse. <laughs> that, means, that, means, that means we killed the horse. <laughs> fucking murdered that bitch. Run faster. <laughs> it's like fucking Kentucky. The second place Kentucky Derby no, horse I mean, right now. The reason that's, I bring it up is because like, dead. do you take that as you know with, what, the, with the grain of salt? Because it's because it's a Ness Cantor, or yeah, do you do you buy that? That's what Sean's gonna be saying to Cantor. Run faster! Like obviously, if Brad Stevens said that, you'd be like, oh shit! But like you know, it's Cantor, so I don't know where to. How do I gauge this? I think everyone's gonna be positive about Gordon Hayward. You've seen a lot of good things, but to my point that I made last week, I just don't think he's going to get back to. Utah Gordon Hayward. See, that's the thing. That would be shocking the world. That would be shocking the world. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I think I think he'll have the best season in, as a Celtic, which is would it be shocking the world though? Because that's all Brad and Celtics coaches and some other players that played with him all summer have been saying like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be the that year. would be shocking the world, Joel. If he went if we went in and scored 25 points, six rebounds, and six assists, yeah. that would be shocking the world. People all over the world would be shocked. The, like people all over the world, like yeah. China, <laughs> those people, everyone, the entire world, Antarctica, <laughs> shocked. Be like what? God, God. What? <laughs> Twenty five, six, and six from Gordon Hayward. <sighs> All right, man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go kill a penguin tonight. All right, before we uh, get into Antarctica. Jewels, before we get into Jewels, in case you missed it, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, Antarctica. but let's let's just go Fucking let's just go back man. to what happened in Brooklyn, just just for a couple minutes here. All right. I barely got a chance to talk to my grandfather before he passed from playing basketball. So you tell me if you would want to go to work every single day, knowing that you just lost somebody close to you, doing a job every single day that everyone from the outside or anyone internally is protecting you for. Like, hey, just keep being a basketball player. So throughout that year, it just became rocky, and a lot of the battles that I thought I could battle through in the team environment, I just wasn't ready for. And I failed those guys in a sense that I didn't give them everything that I could have during that season, especially with the amount of pieces that we had. So my relationships with them personally were great, but in terms of me being a leader in that environment and bringing everyone together, I failed. My biggest complaint with what happened or when Kyrie talked about his experience in Boston was that, okay, He went through what he went through. I get that. Everyone mourns differently. It affects everyone in a different way. Okay, I'm not going to knock him for that. My biggest beef with what he said in his explanation as to what happened was that he talked about how two years wasn't enough. He talked about how, you know, young guys and clashing and you need veterans. The same stuff he's been pretty much saying since last year. You know, when things were bad, these are the type of things that come out of his mouth about experience. But what he didn't answer was, why did you leave? Yeah. Did you not think it was going to happen? Did you not think that you can click with these guys? And, that, and if that's the case, that's okay. You can say that. If that's not the case, then just flat out say, hey, I wanted to team up with Kevin Durant and go back home. Just say that. He can't because he's... he's Why can you say that? He's a sociopath. 
What can he you say? Can't, LeBron can't. James left Miami to go back home, right? Okay, that's your home. Okay, we get that. Just say that. Listen, I want to do something special with Kevin Durant. He's my best friend. Like he's he's said in the past, we're good friends. We wanted to do something together. We wanted to win championships together. And we thought that Brooklyn, or at least I thought Brooklyn, was the place to do that. Yeah, he could have. And what would that have done for anybody? We all know that shit, anyways. I think the most shocking, I would respect him more. The most I, shocking. I, I would no. be like, at least he's being he's being honest. He's being a no, hundred. No respect, because guess what? That was calculated. The, oh, the reason why I played so bad is because my grandfather died. Okay, the one thing no one's going to shit on you about, that's what you use as your fucking big excuse? But that's my point. Just be honest. Hold be on. 100. Hold on. People lose grandparents all the time. They have to go back to work. I- I'm sorry. If I'm going four months in and my boss comes to me and says, hey, you're underperforming, and I'm going, yeah, my grandfather died four months ago. That's why I'm underperforming. They're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with but you? See, but, but I, don't like, even, go, I, don't have, I don't even have a problem with that. Okay, you know I what? have a major problem with that because no, one, no one's going to shit on him. Okay. That, that's the okay. one thing that he can go back and be like, Oh, 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 oh! Isn't sorry, that, Kyrie. Isn't that what you're sorry. doing right now? He's trying. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's, that's what he I'm picked something that, like Joe Slay was like, I'm not gonna get on him. Everyone mourns. Diff- no, fuck that. No one mourns like that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's hey, different, hey, bro. It's different. It's hey, different. If he has an attitude problem and all that stuff, or the mood swings, that everything that we saw, okay, that's your reason for that. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You, you deal with death the way you want to deal with death. Okay, that, I'm not knocking him for that. I'm knocking him for that. My, I'm knocking him for. Be a man. Not saying that. Look. The real reason why I left, get to the root of why you left Boston. And get to the root. And get to the root that last year, this wasn't about your grandfather. This is about you wanted out. He wanted out. He was teamed up with Durant at the All-Star break. And from then on out, he was, "Ah, you know what? It'll be a lot easier for me to leave if everyone hates me. That's what it was. So he just started blowing things up. He was was a disgruntled employee that decided, I'd rather get fired than quit. That's what we had with Kyrie during the end of the year. And the fact that he blames on his grandfather is fucked up. That's fucked up to me. Well, that's not getting fired. That's just him choosing not to re-sign with the Celtics. Well, the Celtics going to re-sign him? Yeah. They would have. fans don't want to hear it, but they, they were going to okay. re-sign him. Okay. 100% would have. You so, were saying, you were saying. Time out, time out, time out. Hold on, hold on, the, Celtics, on. the Celtics may have done it, but in what's more important, I think, is the forum of public opinion. Did any Celtics fan really want him back? Uh yeah, you you were on you were no on, Celtics fan. Listen, listen, like, you were on Kyrie. No, Nobody, you were saying yeah. you were saying the Celtics. I would say it was about seventy thirty. You were saying the Celtics need to walk away from Kyrie Irving, not the other way around. You were saying the Celtics better not even attempt to offer him anything. Yeah, I know. Okay, then, because you wanted to go the you wanted to go the 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 young route because you to say he wasn't. He, yeah, but I he, think okay. I think the majority of Celtics nation felt the same way. Exactly. Sean, you That's why. You don't think that? Basically, I think, so. I think the majority did. Basically, no. he he I think, he. I think lit the majority up, he, felt like that once. All these reports, as soon as the season ended, were like, "Yeah, he's not gonna, he's ended. not gonna resign here." No, that was oh, that was in guy. March. That was in March. Yeah, and but guess what? Me, wait, wait, all me, season, all me, season, he became wrong, a though. disgruntled employee. You guys, you say you would, but I don't believe you. They weren't gonna like boycott the season if he stuck real, around. Dude. They would have been upset, but then they would have been like, right around all this right. time of the year, here we go, let's he, do it, guys. Yeah, we're better again. Maybe Kyrie won't be a douchebag this year. That would have been that would have been the thing because in year one. What? Where was all of this in year one? There was none of this in year uh, one because he was a he was he he was a he he made sense. He he like came in, said all the right things, played hard, was sort of a leader, 
then got injured, and then I think he realized. Then, then like the next year, he just came back, and it was no, the, the bottom line. The bottom line was how is there that was no? no expectation. That's exactly what happened. That was the expectations. <laughs> you just expectations. Said no when I just said facts. No, it wasn't facts, bro. It's still it's your opinion. You've been saying this the whole time. This is what I the think happened. This is what I think happened. The first year, the first year, there was no expectation because Gordon Haywood went down. Uh, Every NBA analyst said they weren't going to be higher than a six seed, and they were the th- number one seed almost the whole fucking season. Eighteen game win streak. That's exactly what I'm saying because of Kyrie. But there was no expectation. Okay, because of Kyrie. Okay, that's not what you were saying before when they when they went when they, when they had a number two seed went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, they did that without him. Without Kyrie, they don't get that far because of their seeding. Number one, they don't have they don't have the one of the best records in the league in that season. Do you do you think do you think that the Kyrie was a good uh, employee last year, a good Celtic last year? No, he was he was all right. He was decent, but it's not like it's not like it was just one thing though. It was the multiple that, things that could have changed. Do you think that's tied at all into the fact that he wanted to play with Kevin Durant somewhere else, and that it's easier to leave somewhere where they don't want you? Well, now, yeah, when you look at when you look at right. everything, the way things unfolded, but yeah, but this goes back to what I said the moment Isaiah Thomas got traded. I was like, waiting two years to see if he's unhappy again. Yep. What happens when the Celtics don't win in the next two years and they don't go as far as, as everyone thinks they're going to go, right? And then, and then it's time for him to re-up. And he says, you know what, guys? Not feeling it. Came that should be a legit concern. A lot. No, it shouldn't. Because it goes back and, to him being happy. You're right. So if he was happy, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He'd, be, he'd, he'd still be here. Right. But you know what? I also think that if... There was an opportunity for the Celtics to well, actually, if Hayward didn't get injured, this is probably a whole different story too. Because I think Kyrie was in the camp of I want to play with another superstar, and that just didn't happen here. So he, he decided, like, th- uh, just to play his way out. That, that's what happened. Like you, yeah, looking back, the Hayward on injury it now, made matters worse because let's face it. Hayward was nowhere near who he used to be last yeah. season. I and think look, I think maybe Kyrie thought, you know what, he'll be yeah. a little better, he'll be a little further along. Maybe he won't be the All Star version. He did just have a another surgery, but then when that didn't right happen, around Thanksgiving. and then when every all the younger guys came with you know big heads and big egos, it was just a, it was a recipe for and disaster. Let's, and let's face it, Boston was never on his list of Kyrie destinations when he asked to be traded to begin sure. with. Sure, but he, I don't know. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I was actually a little bit shocked. That Kyrie didn't just not answer the question. Were you a little shocked that he just did not answer the question? No, I knew he would say something, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think he would say all that. See, I thought I thought he would throw. I was surprised that he said I failed. I mean, this was pre-calculated. You know that too, right? All he pre-calculated. Spoke, he spoke with Nets PR. He said, "Look, you're going to address it because if you don't, like, like, didn't your good. grandfather die last year? Use that. Use that. <laughs> no, use that. That's uh, exactly I don't think what it happened. Was like that. That's exactly like, what happened. You're going to get the question. Just answer it and and move on. I mean, and Kyrie was... just trust me. I, yeah. had, I had to transcribe this guy's quotes all year long. He did what Kyrie does, just rambled on and on and on, and that was the best you're gonna get out of him in terms of explaining himself. Yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, he I did. That was the first time he he spoke since choosing to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, he hadn't he hadn't talked to the media. There was no press conference. Exactly. So yeah. he, you know, I, yeah, I agree with you, Sean. That yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm, this is what I'm gonna. He's been planning this all summer. Like, all right, this is what I'm gonna say. Yeah. And if they like it, fuck it. If they don't, I don't care. This is this is what I'm going with. And I and I I I completely agree with you on that. But. It just boils down to him. I don't think he knows what he wants. Honestly, realistically, I don't think he knows what he wants. He's on this journey to find happiness. Sounds like we're talking about a child. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> you're right. Like a 14-year-old you're child. You're right. You're right. You're right. But 
you left you left a great thing in Cleveland, bro. Yeah, you, but you don't think but, you don't think if he stays in Cleveland, but Joel, Kyrie lives in reality, man. <laughs> Not everyone lives in reality. We should have known from that freaking ESPN first take interview from the very bro, beginning. Bro, we talked about that. Remember the lost yeah. episode of yeah. Isaiah Thomas? Like we were talking about how like this is going to be Isaiah's year, and then boom, the trade happened. Like oh, we got to scrap that episode. The Celtics wouldn't have got Kyrie Irving. That's what you're <laughs> I, forgetting about. No, I got you. Ch- like listen. now you got Kyrie Irving on your team. Listen. Like we said, a top ten player. He's locked up okay. for two years. I would I would be surprised if before the end of, before the start of the season. Kyrie Irving doesn't sign an extension. I will be surprised if that doesn't happen. All right, listen. Also, long term, I I'm with you, man. This is the right move, and this shows how patient Danny Ainge is, right? Because I mean, what? Read the list of names that we've been talking about the last two years: right. Jimmy Butler, Demarcus Cousins, I Paul George. Kyrie Irving is better than all those guys. Yes, I and know. He got the best player. Then what's the risk? The risk short is, term, Sean. What short you, term? The, if you look at uh, Kyrie's and Isaiah's career numbers, they're not that far off. Even mm. though Kyrie has been to the finals three times, but thank you, LeBron. he's never been. But he's never been a number one guy like Isaiah has. That's yet to, That's be, yet to be seen. Yeah. So, so he, here's here's I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna put my put my feelings out there. Okay, this is mm. my initial reaction to this trade. Let him out, man. I get it. Like I get it that Boston loved. Isaiah Thomas, right? You have to look at it like, okay, Isaiah was great. We got the best out of Isaiah. It's going to be in the DVD special. When we oh, put it on. All, right. all right, cool. But <laughs> so we all die for my wedding? <laughs> Release it in the golden edition? I'll make sure that that's, that's somewhere. It's like open in case something happens. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the Dominican Republic, no reports, and then like four months later, all of us dead. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, we've had a Cosby right. Street episode in a while. Uh, but it's but it's true though. <laughs> like, you, coming out. you remember that yeah, ESPN interview? Do you remember the ESPN interview? It was like, but why though? And he was just like, I don't feel like I need to, you know, explain myself. So it's like, so why the fuck did you go on ESPN then? Yeah, man. If you weren't going to offer any explanation, it's been like that. So he kind of took a little bit of a break that first season because, again, no expectations. Ah, oh, this team. Oh, no going to Hayward. Ah, this team might even not even make the six seed. It was like, no one's paying attention to the Celtics. Then I was like, oh shit, the Celtics have been the number one seed. For almost the entire season. Oh, okay. Oh, Kyrie goes down. Oh, okay, de- okay, here it is, guys. They're definitely not going to go anywhere. Kyrie's down for the season into the playoffs. Oh, shit. Game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, they're a quarter away from making it to the finals. Oh, when Kyrie comes back and when Gordon comes back, this team is going to be unstoppable. No no LeBron in the East. And then they, they shit the bed. They shit the bed. And it wasn't just and it wasn't just Kyrie. Yeah, it was Marcus Morris. It was Terry Rozier. It was even Al Horford to a certain extent because I mean they every just, time he they got were, every they time were, they, they were chucking threes, man, and that's yep. what got them there. So I, I, I honestly don't no, have no, a problem. No, no, no. I'm not seven. talking about the game seven. I'm just talking uh, about like last season as a whole, as a whole, as oh, a okay. whole. Because even 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 when the young guys, or especially Jalen Brown, will call out called out the veterans, yeah, they responded. But Kyrie wasn't happy about it. Al Horford was just like, yeah, I mean, I see what he's saying. Al Horford was just like, I see what they're saying, and I see what we're, what we're supposed to do, and I see that what they're. So it was a lot of individual shit. That I agree with with Kyrie when he was saying like there was too many individual goals and there was never one team goal. Well, I mean that, that's that you can easily see that that reflects leadership. And if he's supposed to be on a team, that's he's got to take a part of the blame there. I don't know. I'm down. I'm I'm down to turn a page on Kyrie though, man. I'm I'm so ready. Uh, like I don't want to. I don't want to think about Kyrie anymore. I think I think next week we have a, we have a good chance to uh to end the streak. To end the I streak. Think so. I think yeah. we'll be all right because you know what? You know why you know though? Especially yeah, we're going to uh, have preseason basketball. Hey, right? and and 
We're not going to preview the season until the following week. So his name will come up when we talk about the Nets at some point. But the preview show is a, is a little little down the road. So. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll preview the NBA season Uh-oh. the way we always do here on Cosby Street. we got the Western Conference, of course, and the Eastern Conference. We do both uh, separate episodes. And then before you know it, because the NBA finally realized no one wants to see six fucking preseason games. Yep. Before you know it, in a couple of weeks, it'll be time for the regular season. We ready. Who, who the, was the first game? Sixers? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah. Rosier, preseason. Bro. Yeah. Are you talking about, about the regular season? Yeah, right. Oh, Sixers, yeah. Sixers, yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Sixers in Toronto. is going to be say, here. Damn, they got a, you have a Charlotte to open up the fucking season? What <laughs> the fucking... TNT, primetime, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. Not really, uh... Michael Jordan's a special guest referee. Michael Jordan's like, hey, you want me to get that tequila deal? Let's, uh, let's get me on the first primetime game. <laughs> we got to have the first game of the season because that would be the only televised game all season. Please. Please. Throw me a bone here, guys. This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. That is BetOnline.ag, your go-to website for online sports betting. And right now, when you head over to BetOnline.ag and enter the promo code CLNS50, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Guys, you don't want to miss out on these bets. Right now, BetOnline has a wager for if the Patriots can go undefeated. Also, will Mahomes throw for 56 touchdowns? These are bets that you can win big money on. Big payouts straight to your bank account when you bet online with betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or you can use your mobile device and join today and make sure you use the promo code CLNS50. Uh, All right. It's that time. It's time wait, to wrap up wait. the show. One question before we wrap up. What's up? Because I want to put this Kyrie thing to bed. Did you keep you saying get, that, but it's not going to happen. Did you get the closure from his comments? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. No. I got closure because it made it, it cemented the fact that he is a fucking douchebag. No, I mean I said it. I said it when I was up in uh, when I was camping for like ten days when I called in, and it's when just you were like finding yourself. Yeah, when I was finding myself, I was <laughs> I was trying to pull up Kyrie, and I was like, let me see, let me see if I can understand where Kyrie's coming maybe from. If I just look at the stars, I was enough. one. I was one with nature, and I was like, maybe. He's just never gonna find happiness. Joel came back with like two beads. In I was his gonna hair. say, yo, you, did, you had that feather in your. Head. I didn't even put yeah. that. I didn't put those two things together. Yeah. I did have a little mini fro, but that's you know, that's common. Did you meet Native me. Americans over there? Maybe I did. Yo, they're called Indians, bro. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Feathers uh, not dots. Joel's gonna boycott Thanksgiving next month. <laughs> Jesus, next month Thanksgiving, bro. The hell of the year go, bro. All right, I got a problem. Okay, this is something new to me. <laughs> I feel you got a lot on your chest today, John. This what is something got, new to me. Hurry up. We're trying to get to a case you It's October, it, right? I'm dying to know what Joel got. What's October? What's, what's the main stay in October? My dad's birthday. No, come yeah. on. Yeah. Right. That, that'd be us. Sorry, man. Halloween? Yeah, okay. Okay, right. after my dad's birthday. All right. Yeah. Halloween. I October. Guess. It's Halloween month, right? Yeah. Why the fuck are there so many people that are like, yeah, bro, you celebrate Halloween? Do you, even, do you even know what it's about? That's a thing? Bro, it's up. It's the worst fucking thing. Oh man, it's the woke era, bro. Yo, I can't era. believe it. I'm talking to people. I'm like, hey, you know what? It's not gonna work. I was like, hey, you know, I talk to my team. I'm like, yeah, you guys want to be, uh, want to do something for Halloween? You know, we can dress up, whatever. Somebody's like, you know, I really don't celebrate Halloween. I go, oh, why? Like, <laughs> it's not a religious. Thing. Oh, <laughs> that's why they don't celebrate it. They're like, oh, like you know, why? You know, it's really if you really look up the history of it, uh, you know, it's really bad. Like, and I was like, and they like, what? Like, I, I know like some cultures that feel that way, like, like Haitians and, what, yeah. Uh, well, Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate a lot of things, but the Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't celebrate nothing. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> not even birthdays. You they, gotta, they, don't, you, they don't celebrate the day they were born. No. How, how shitty does that have to be as a fucking kid? 
where your dad is fucking Bro. making up some religion and then fucking <laughs> and you can't go get free fucking candy. How bullshit is you? And then you're like, hey, dad, I want to be Buzz Lightyear. You know, my I love Toy Story. We saw it together. We love that movie. No, he probably, I want to no, be Buzz probably... Lightyear for Halloween. And he's like, listen, you're not dressing up as anything for Halloween. You're going you're, you're gonna to sit there and you're not going to. Dad, I want to be Buzz Lightyear. Who showed you? Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> is that a Kit Kat in here? What is, Where is that? that? Oh, are those are those milk duds? <laughs> <laughs> the only time you see milk that, duds is when, Halloween. When did I buy you milk duds? <laughs> Sugar <laughs> filled. Food, bro. But these people act normal in regular days. Processed sugar on these, top of that. No, these people, these people who don't celebrate Halloween, they just don't celebrate Halloween. They're not like weird. They're just like no, 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 no. Don't I'm, celebrate. Halloween. They're like they're like oh no, I'm cool with Columbus Day, but yeah. Halloween. Yeah, right. <laughs> Halloween. I bet you they celebrate. I'm, I'm, cool, I'm cool not working on Columbus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I bet you they they they, they oh, celebrate they, if they, they got that, if they got paid. Day. Oh they yeah, got paid. if it was a paid day off, paid you know, people would be like, hey, let's let's go out to get some fucking candy. Yeah. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit. You guys watch out. This is the year where it's going to start standing out. Because I've heard mumblings in the past, but this year I'm like... Yo, you should be... The like, fourth thing I've heard. The, you should be the the, the Christopher <laughs> Columbus like woke spokesman. All right, You should tell everyone, if you don't work on, on Columbus Day, yeah. then you represent what Christopher Columbus was. The person, the real Christopher Columbus yeah. was during his era. Damn right. <laughs> you need hey. to put everybody on at work. Anything else? Anything else you want to get off your chest there, that, bro? That was all I had. Like, who the fuck cares right, was, what the origin disease, yeah. of Halloween is, really? If you think about it, now it's just an excuse to either go get fucking wasted and go look at girls dressed scantily clad, and you fucking <laughs> wait, can wait, wear wait, something wait. that maybe that's, that's, maybe I'll hook up with a chick tonight because Jesus. I look like fucking Beetlejuice. Just I don't to, fucking know. Just Instead a completely of like my regular turn. self. No, but that that's what it turns into. Well, I or feel- it's a fucking candy, get back candy. It's not like, hey, we, we really are excited to celebrate the day Ghosts where evil death. spirits yeah. came into the world right. and we let everyone it's like what and then we see human sacrifice it's like shut the yeah. fuck up does that on Halloween anyways alright well that's gonna do it for us Sorry. on Cosmic Street yeah, Podcast right. that's in case you missed it right. in case you missed it Halloween has been cancelled this year <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if Elizabeth Ward tries to cancel Halloween oh Jesus all right, jeez. Every, every episode fucking can't stand you guys man can't stay on topic right, here let's go to in case you missed it yeah can we finally I had to get some things off my Joel, chest let's uh See what you got, man. Make, make it condense. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm gonna top any of this. But uh, in case you missed it, in case you missed it, in case you missed it. All right, in case you missed it, the NBA has clamping down on its <laughs> listed height and age of its players. Age? Yes, not yeah. just height, but age. Coming after those European stars that come over saying they're 14. It's gonna be like uh, Ricky Rubio is actually 47 years old. Wow. Right? According to uh, Mark Stein, NBA teams notified that certify and submit the precise height and age for every player within the first week of training camp, how according many, to league sources. How many years older is Kristaps Porzingis than he says he is? I don't know, but for you know, two for years. For not, years. Not, not, that, not that far off. Yeah. Yeah. For years now, some players have uh, been listed as taller, and some obviously been listed as shorter than they really are. The league clearly wants to change that. Why? Marcus Saul is definitely 40. though. If you remember... Um, Buddy Healed. Oh, Buddy Healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy Healed. Someone, <laughs> I was going to be like, no, nah, he's just black. It was his birthday, and, and someone was interviewing him. He was like, oh, happy 25th birthday. And he was like, actually, I'm 24. And then they were like, oh, and then that. Wait, that's what started this whole thing? Well, one of this, these, oh, okay. these are some one of the examples. examples that they've thrown in in terms of like the age thing. <laughs> the reporter's like, that's not what Wikipedia says. That's, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he said that 
it's always been an era, and he's always had the correct people, and it's never been changed. And then obviously you got with the height thing, you got Durant that's saying that he's six eight when he's more like closer to seven feet. Remember KG? KG refused to say that he was any taller than, than what six eleven or six ten. Yeah, I love how they highlighted um, what was it last year between Durant and was it Demarcus Cousins? Oh no, no, I was at the Olympics in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, Mar- Demarcus Cousins was standing next to to. Uh, Kevin Durant when they were taking like a team picture and he and he was joking saying that I'm trying to get away from from Kevin Durant because now people are going to realize that I'm I'm not as tall as I've been saying I am. Yeah, because he wants to be taller because he's a center and Durant wants to be shorter because he's he's still a, he's still considered a small forward. A even small forward. We all know that that's but not does the case. It matter like in the NBA height doesn't matter no well, more. Well, it's been happening for decades. You know, Charles Barkley's is one that comes to mind. Yeah, six six. Yeah. Okay. What is Durant afraid of though? Like somebody's gonna be like, "Well, you're six eleven. You gotta play center now." Like no one's gonna fucking say that. Yeah. Well, at this that, point, that, that was KG. Right? That was KG's main thing. Yeah. Right, KG, KG was, was like, a, "I don't want to play a center." Was a low post yeah. player. Not only that, but he came from he's from the nineties, so yeah, completely different basketball. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It doesn't, doesn't matter as much now. It's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so right. Yeah. So I guess the quote unquote barefoot rule. Players usually oh, yeah. Isaiah Thomas is my height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you walk around the locker room, I we were eye level. I'm like, you're not five nine. There's no chance. How tall are you, bro? You're not five nine? No. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> short motherfucker. You know that, you fucking uh, You're shit. you're five ten, so you know I'm not five nine. Yeah, you did that you did it to yourself. <laughs> you know you I'm not did five. it to yourself, bro. <laughs> well, I was I was gonna be like, oh, Isaiah's not five eleven. He's not listed at five eleven. I was gonna say, what is he listed as? No, he's he's listed as five nine, but he's like five, five six, nine. five seven. Yeah, tops. Little short fucker. <laughs> hey. Oh, even Kemba. Kemba, he's listed at six one. There, people are like, no, he's more like five eleven, five nine, or five ten. Hey, I'm five eight, man. Let me know. Yeah. So, so that's your test. Go stand next to Kemba you when you get a chance. Um, for media day. No, I'm, he's no, no. I'm I'm thinking right now. I'm looking back on it. He was. He's six feet. I, I think he's just about six feet. If not, he's five eleven. He, you're five. No, you're five ten, right? He's yeah. not stout. Yeah. He's not stout. Yeah. Now he might be six feet. If he's not, he's feet. like just under. Allen Iverson definitely was like five. Oh yeah. Eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, Allen Iverson was at Encore last week. Oh, John Stockton. By the way, I don't know why I just thought of him, but he's like six five. Sean <laughs> just gave me that face. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> came out of nowhere. <laughs> no, when I was uh, an intern, he was being inducted with with uh, Michael Jordan. He's like. He's nowhere near six feet. He was listed at what six one, something like that. Yeah, he's he's five well, ten. Normally, tops. normally in the past, players are that's pretty close to six feet. Yeah, but they're they're measured that's two inches, man. What do you mean? No, that's three inches. Six one. He's listed at six one. Oh, good done. Yep. All right. Players really? are usually measured in the fucking teacher thing right now, bro. Players are measured. You gonna say something else? I yo, bro, dad, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Mister Pavone, I'm sorry. Class is yours. They're measured with their sneakers. Yeah. Going forward. No sneakers, all right. To so get the exact because yeah, but I don't even think a sneaker would give you two inches. They're just they're just lying. No, like, that's have, been going on for your, years. You they could have your picture lying. day shoes. You could have the <laughs> shoes that have a little bit of extra oomph in them just for picture day. You yeah. can throw in some extra, you know. They don't, they don't work. Trust me. Some work. extra Doctor Shoals. <laughs> get that extra oomph. Throw in like seven Doctor Shoals and Isaiah Thomas' shoes. He's like, look, I'm five eleven. <laughs> Why do you sound like you're four foot two? Man. Plus a lot of plus a lot of these players, they've been listed the same height since like high slow grind. Slow grind. It's that slow grind. I'll get there someday. Hey, nah, see, slow grind. I'm five eleven. See, look at me. Go whiz. <laughs> All right, what else we miss? All right, in case you missed it, you guys want to know who are the uh, slowest NBA players in the league right now? Ooh, can we take a guess? Yeah, 
Oh wait, is he a Celtic? No, this okay, is good. There's no Celtics on this list. When when was this recorded? This is recently. This is uh, according to NBA 2K20. Marcus All, see in there. He's in there. Yeah, he's in there. He's definitely like that's bullshit. What do you mean that's <laughs> bullshit? Did you watch the NBA Finals? Guy can fly. Guy's got some wheels. He lost like 25 percent of speed. The slowest player <laughs> from, his, from his game. The slowest Hence why he in was shooting more threes than his whole career. No, he couldn't even keep up the floor. Like he was the last guy back. He's actually number eleven. His speed, according to NBA 2K, is thirty-eight. But with the ball, Miles thirty-two per hour. No, just like the rating, the rank, the ranking, whatever. Rating. Right. Who's the slowest person? Uh, my oh. guess is you're gonna have to go with. Hmm. Is it like a star? No, I mean, no, no. It's just it can't be yeah, a star. Yeah, it's got to be. Damn it. Whoever you say, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have thought of that. Uh, what about Bismack Biambo? No. Yeah, he's in there. Is he top 10? Yep. He's number 13. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, I got to find someone you slower. You said it's not a Celtic player, right? Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you guys a hint. Okay. A former Celtic player recently. Jared oh. Uh, Greg Monroe. No. Kelly Olenek. Yep. Slowest player in the league? Not the slowest, but uh, one of the slowest. He's number six. <laughs> Why does your face just light up when you said slowest player in the league? <laughs> Did I get it? Like you got money on this? Number, <laughs> number six. His speed, going to 2K, yeah. 31, with the ball, 25. Miles per hour. Huh? Not, not miles per hour. Stop saying that. Another former Celtics on this list. Wait, 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 wait. What about... um Top five. Bogut. Bogut's got to be the slowest guy in the league. He he's not in the league anymore. Yeah. Right now, but this season, he's not on the team. He's not in he's not uh, NBA 2K? Shit. He's not in NBA 2K this year. free agent? No. Seems a little ridiculous. <laughs> Are you upset? <laughs> a little bit. It seems a little ridiculous. <laughs> seems like a 13th guy on a bench that you'd make it a fantasy draft. Just uh, I give up. Who is it? Aaron Baines, number five. No, he's not that slow. Yeah, he's pretty slow. Not as slow as, <laughs> yeah. not as, slow as he's, like, uh, he's pretty slow. Yeah, uh, no, he's a little slow. Baines can move it. Number four, Zubak in the Clippers. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's slow as fuck. 26. Oh, and 26. oh, oh. You know, uh, you know. Yeah. Who is it? The freaking, the, the biggest Speak, guy I've ever seen Boban! in my life. Speaking of Giants. Oh, yeah, he's number one. He's tied for number one. Oh, who's, wow. who's he tied with? He's tied with Robin Lopez. Oh, oh man. Such, <laughs> Sideshow Bob and Lopez. And Brooke Lopez. Number two? <laughs> no, they're all, they're all, they're all number ones. Oh, These three guys. Three way tie. Three way tie. You rang. That makes you sense. rang. <laughs> that's Boban. I know. I know. Thanks, man. <laughs> that's so. That's so Boban. Every time I see him, that's all. I saw. I hear. I just think of Shaq. You oh, yeah, rang. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, Shaq. Yeah. Shaq always said that. That was fun. Now, do you guys want to know who the fastest? Oh yeah, Speedy Claxton. Yes. Yes. Number one. Done. Huh. How did you? Speedy Claxton. That's a throwback. Wow. Spud Webb too made the list. No, we're showing our age right now. Oh, Speedy man. Claxton. What? What about? Uh, Kyrie, Westbrook, the fastest? No, De'Aaron Fox. Kyrie or Westbrook with the ball, right? No, their speed. They're they're they're. they're but are they differentiating it, or is it the same? Who's the fucking fastest, Joel? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, onto the Kumpo, number thirteen, guys. Ninety for speed. Just give us number one. Eighty-six with the uh, <laughs> with the ball. Ben Simmons, top ten. Really? I almost put I almost guessed him as the slowest player, but I guess he's pretty fast. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ninety three <laughs> by himself, like, without the ball. With the ball, he drops eighty four. How many oh, times how many times does he go how many times does he go off on a on a fast break and then he realized no one else is with him and he pulled the ball? <laughs> no, he yeah, just happens like, all the time. He's like, let me come back. Yeah, I don't know what's he's going like, on. Oh, wait a minute, I'm not a scorer. What am I doing? I can't put this in the bucket. <laughs> James Harden number eight, eighty nine and eighty nine, with or without the ball. Yeah, because he always has the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Darius Garland, ninety and ninety. Garland, huh? Number six. Who the fuck's Darius Garland? <laughs> Cavs. Cavs, bro. Okay. Derek White, 
94 and 88, number five. John Wall, even though he won't play this year, probably. Oh, John number Wall's three. fast as fuck, yeah. 92 and 92. That dude hasn't played since him and Kyrie went at it that game. That was one of the best games of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westbrook, 96-96, tied with John Wall for some reason. Number four? No, oh, he's number two. Him and him oh, and his number two is like 2A and 2B. Number Yo, one? Darren Fox number one? Darren Fox, 97. Fuck, we could have ended this seven hours ago when I said <laughs> Darren Fox was the fastest guy in the league. Jesus Christ. I had my money on Westbrook. I th- no, Westbrook should be higher than John Wall. That's ridiculous. Wait, right? Kyrie's not even top 10? He's number two. No, he's not top 10. Who's number two? Really? Westbrook. Westbrook and oh, Wall. Oh, I thought you said they were four. No, well, tied for third. I guess Kyrie's tied for second. Kyrie's more, Kyrie's more handled. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely Kyrie. Anyways, um, who's got the best jumping ability? I mean, in not even, not even, I mean, not even kidding. Steph made this made this list, and he's pretty fast. Off the off the ball fast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. All right. What's next? All right. In case you missed it, congratulations to former Celtic Jared Solinger Sr. now on the birth of his twins, Jared Malcolm Xavier Solinger Jr. and Gemma Marie Solinger. Wait. Yeah, I got the same question Sean does. Jared Sullinger's now Jared Sullinger Sr. because he had Jared Sullinger Jr. There you go. Oh, Jesus Christ. There I was like, go. his dad? There you go. Do you need me to explain how that works? Like, la- it, like last week in the uh, in the whole four decades thing? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. The Vince Carter thing. Um, so he's been playing since he was two? <laughs> how old is he? He's, he's been in the NBA since he was two. 42? He's 42. <laughs> He's been playing for 40 straight years? That seems a little bit of a stretch, Joel. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> you guys are so mad about it, too. Uh, yeah, that was one of my brighter moments. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. So there's that. that the oh, best, really? That was the best part of the episode. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what? I still... What? what? Uh, well, so congratulations, yeah. Jared Soldier. Yeah. Still, still oh, not a league. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say like, he, he just, got on a G League roster or something. Isn't wow. he just of Tasty Burger fame now? thought he opened up his own franchise. Mm, no. Where's he playing no. now? He's playing somewhere. He was supposed to be playing in China. Got cut. He's pro- he'll probably be like an assistant coach for Ohio State this year. You watch. Yeah. Just fat as fuck. Where yeah. did you fish out that news? <laughs> it was on our Twitter. Popped out on Twitter. He Congrats, follows- Jared. He follows us. He follows us? the street. He does, yeah. So he pops oh, up his shit. shit. Whatever he posts, shit pops up. But didn't he start? On the past didn't he episodes. start following us like after he was in? No, he was still on the team. His, his pops actually started following us first. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. In case you missed it, I'm gotta report this sad news here of the bodying of Shaquille O'Neal after Damon Lillard came back at him on a disc record. You guys hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it, but I haven't even I didn't I even bother listening to the music it. though. This shit was dope, it's bro. So was like it? every every time everyone was like, Wow, Dame's a really good rapper, I'm like, nice, and I'm never gonna listen to it. And shit. I never do it, yeah. And I told myself I even I, I got as far as to look him up on title, saw the album that just came out, and then I just carried on with the rest of my life and just didn't even click on it. Oh wow. So I gotta like really give this guy it's just something about it. I don't know what it is. Every well, time I listen to him, well, I, I can't I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't. I agree with you on that, but like this I listened to. So how did this whole thing start? Well, remember when uh, Dame was on uh, the Joe Buns podcast like a month ago or like two months ago, him talking about how for like the last two years he's trying to, he wanted Portland to sign Carmelo Anthony. And then I guess I didn't listen to that whole episode, but I guess later on in the episode, obviously they started talking about music because, you know, Dame, he has a rap career. And one of the one of the hosts brought up like, oh, you think you're better than Shaq? Because they're talking about like NBA players that dabbled in 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 
in the record business. Yep, Shaq's name always comes up. Exactly. Right. And so then he was like, no, I'm definitely better than Shaq. And oh. so then everybody since then has been waiting for Shaq to respond. And then Shaq was finally responded. He dropped, he dropped a diss track. So Shaq. You think you got better music than Shaq? I think I rap better than Shaq. People weren't looking at it like it's a real rapper. It was like that Shaq rapping. That's a dame run. The daddy has to come out of retirement and spank one of these undisciplined children. Now it's time to be disciplined. It's time to pull up that belt. And whip a little ass. Here we go. Yo, yeah, what's wrong with these little cats? I can tell they little, listen to they little raps. Always bragging about they little max contract. Damn got a little money when it comes to Shaq. You see this flow, got a little hall of fame on it. Game shoot jumpers, Shaq still banged on it. Are you kidding me, lyrically, not physically, mentally, vividly? Seen it before, you might give it to me. I'm on a yacht in Little Italy, riddle me when you was young. Did you see my MVP like a trilogy? MVP candidates, you are not one. Platinum plaques on my wall, go and get you some. Lyrically, I'm three times finals MVP. I can't believe some God God has a team. How you say that you better than these when you ain't got more cheddar than these? What you talking about? Legendary, I'm a hip hop scholar. I'm trying to get a million, give the fuck about a dollar. Okay, that was Shaq. Okay, all right. Shaq still got bars. Okay, here was Dame's response. Dollar. He say he the goat, I come for his body Plan him cause he bought the copies Should've just passed me the torch, I got no remorse I beat him like Rocky I feel the tank up with diesel You jealous of me and I see you Cause on this day, originals just can't fuck with this sequel I'm new school, got new hits Space Jam, not blue chips Hangman, your shoe shit Dame six, I'm too lit Big name, got big brand, but you corny Get bags, get purchased Every time you get horny, then they repo. Love you when you was in beast mode. Loki thought you was a cheat code. Know that you shoot for the cheap hoes. Shoot any work like your freak throws. Know you see my pockets deep, so you flexing ain't really a thing, bro. We both could be working at Kinko's. And Kobe, when you them rings don't owe. Nursery rhymes spitting, <laughs> small cars sitting, oh. Icy hot poster boy, TNT snitching you. Big man hating, <laughs> mad at my existence. Had a song with bad boy. No Jordan to the piston, still getting to the chicken. This ain't nothing new to me. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That picked up. So, I mean, that. I saw the buzz on the, on like on Twitter and I'm like, I got to hear this track. So, this is the first time I've ever heard a Dame Dame uh track. I got to say, it was it was pretty good. I mean, the Shaq track was pretty good. Shaq, I don't know when's the last time he put out a, a song, but the response on on point because the day he the day Dame released it, he, when he released it, all he said was, "Got to go to practice now." And just Shaq hasn't responded since. It was light work. Light work. <laughs> so. All right. Now I want to hear his own. Now, yeah. now I'm interested. Yeah. I, I think. And I, and I, I, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Like, he's he's easily one of my favorite players to watch. I'm a huge fan of him. But I, I don't know. Every time I'm about to listen to his album, I, I, I don't do it. A lot of people have been telling me to do it. A lot of people, especially in the, uh, well, actually, it's just Clevis, really. Clevis Murray, uh, He when it first came out, he was the person, the first person that told me about it. it was like, this album's really good. Yeah. And I heard the uh, the one before wasn't bad, but they're like this one. He really he really comes hard. He went in, yeah. yeah. I think he had. I think he has Wayne on it too. He has a couple of features on there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in the in, in the rap world, he's he's taking he's being taken serious. So I think it's I think it's worth peeping. All right, I'll so, check it out. Peep it you know out. I'll check it out, and then I'll uh, let you know how I, feel, how I feel about it next week. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Well, uh, little report, little report there. Yeah. I mean, when Shaq came out originally, his like his debut album back in was like like ninety four. Shaq Fu, that shit was dope. Yeah, it was outstanding. It was my joint. 
He had that one song with Biggie. That was a good song. That was a good song too. Right? <laughs> yeah, he got Biggie on a track. I that's know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he rapped with uh, with MJ too. He got on with Michael Jackson too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he got a song with Michael Jackson and uh, and Biggie. That's like Dame making a song with like Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, and Frank Ocean. <laughs> Well, did he make a song with Wayne? No, who's who's the uh, John Legend? Maybe. Oh, no. who's the oh, who's the, the weekend? Like, the weekend. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's the closest, like voice wise, like tone. Just don't say Chris Brown. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I won't say that. Yeah, Fuck the it. weekend. Fucking Fifty Cent. Hey, what if he gets on a song with Weird Al? Then I would listen to it. That's the only way you listen to it. Yep. You know, but why? Listen, listen, listen to this whole track. Forget the album. Just listen to this whole track, and I think you'll be like, oh, okay. You'll be surprised. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's both check it out, then we'll talk about it next week. All right, yeah. sounds good. I won't do that. Yeah. As always, check us out, causewaystreet.com, all your media day updates. Sway's been killing it this week. And follow us on all social media platforms, blah, blah, at Causeway Street. <laughs> <laughs> Sway's definitely, definitely turning into, so th- this is a little joke we had today. Sway is like the wedding connoisseur now. Isn't this weird, man? <laughs> this what do you mean, I, I know man? You, I didn't know where you were going with this. Dude, this dude just to constantly weddings, have fucking weddings. Hey, what are you doing? Well, you know. Yo, let's chill this weekend. People I mean, I just thought I, would, thought I would go to a wedding this weekend. People just want me to see them get married. Man. Swake, Swake, Swake gets invited last minute. Swake gets invited like two years in advance. <laughs> there's no, there's Swake's no, part of the wedding. There's no, I know. There's yeah. no time limit for when Swake gets invited to a wedding. Yeah. I'm always down for a wedding, man. Weddings are the best parties. Nah, man, I hear you, man. They are the best parties. Everything's usually <laughs> fucking free. You just go and fucking rage. And, and you know what? This right. weekend is going to be on the on the Cape, man. So it should, should be fun. It's the last yeah. one. It's, it's, it's the I'm calling it the uh, the wedding season finale. The Cape in October is to die for. <laughs> <laughs> so he's about to go hit up the the Baba Ganoush special down there. Yeah, season wedding season finale, wedding season premiere, not too far away. Fuck from yeah, right. man! Fuck DR. yeah. Dr. February. Yeah, yeah, It's like a good break. <laughs> get That's a, this is this is the it's only time break. Yeah, this is the only time Sway is, Sway is not gonna be at a wedding for the next couple months. Yeah, man. The only time I've been to weddings in like January and February, it's been fucking cold as fuck, and they just, you know people that are getting married, they're like, you know. I've never cheaping out a little bit. They're like, oh, we can yeah. get this for like half price in January. I've never done it Let's before. Fucking do we'll get, it. We'll get married outside and on a Friday in January on a Sunday <laughs> <laughs> on the beach <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Nantasket. See you there. Uh, it was just beautiful. The sun was out. It was a crisp thirty-two <laughs> they got, degrees. They got the they got a band playing some steel drums who can barely move. They're like, ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah, I'm just joking, man. I love I like winter weddings, bro. <laughs> I like winter weddings too, man. I do, especially if they're a destination wedding. Huh? Ah! Am I right? Ah! 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 All right, Celtics are back, full swing, of course. Uh, preseason training camp, preseason, all that stuff. We got you covered, man. Head over to CosbyStreet.com. Plenty of content. Rosie is coming back. I'm to back. The in, I'm back in my zone. Here we go. This, is, this, is, this is that time of the year where I just I, I, I go in. Nothing but content coming up. And we're gonna stay be giving tuned. away tickets next episode, so stay tuned. You buying those tickets? No. <laughs> no. No. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> but you never know. But subscribe, though. Subscribe to us. <laughs> regardless if we give away tickets or not. Oh, fuck, fuck everybody, man. They don't even fucking do shit when we are giving away tickets. Nah, don't say that, man. We're on Yo. Spotify now, so we're getting, we're getting, we're getting more, more traffic. Okay. So if we give away tickets. Spot and, us. And we're like. On Spotify. No, no, no. No. Because last year we were like, hey, no, we got no. these fucking dope tickets to the season fucking opener. Just. Tune in to us. Subscribe on on iTunes. Hey, but a lot of people did though. A lot of people did. A lot of people did, but not as much as you know. People were like, "Hey, can I get the tickets?" You know what? Stitcher. It's like hit a fucking button on your <laughs> iPhone, and then you can get the tickets. And, and take a screenshot. You know what? It's that simple. Let's see how many people do it. 
Let's do it. If if we get enough people, we'll do the contest again. You buy any tickets? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk to CLNS. All right, cool. We'll get them. <laughs> we'll see. Nicholas. I mean, it's the Raptors. It's the Raptors it's or the a, fucking Sixers? No, oh. the Sixers Raptors are in Philly. Oh, home opener. Yeah. We've been over this. Yeah. For like the third time. But no, you're not going to see Kawhi. It's a I Friday. Mean, it'll be fun. You, you can Yo, see want, Kemba's I'm, debut at the I think I'm going to buy tickets. Drake will be there. Gucci Mane probably be there. Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane doesn't doesn't miss on any Celtics games. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Let's see how uh, how much you guys really want these tickets. Jada right? Kids next week. All right, let's see what kind of response we get from this. Millie's, and and then we'll decide. All right, and on that note, we out. Later, guys. Okay. Bye bye. Listen. Now you got Kyrie Irving on your team. Listen. Like we said, a top ten player. He's locked up okay. for two years. I would I would be surprised if before the end of the, before the start of the season, Kyrie Irving doesn't sign an extension.